Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning. Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. My name is Brendan McClenahan, and I am your host. And um, welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. This is a podcast where we uh, open up the scriptures together and read them out loud. So hopefully, um, for one, uh, as you are engaging scripture and seeking new practices for um, making scripture central to your life, hopefully listening to it being read to you is just a different way that you can engage and, and uh, open yourselves up to the scriptures. Um, so that's been kind of cool for me is to hear the passages read out loud. It's just a different way of engaging with scripture and God's word. But um, beyond that, we hope that we can invite you into just some honest conversation around them and begin to reflect and discuss what is God saying to us in the middle of this passage. Um, and it might be different than what God is saying to you. So the best way that we've heard people have engaged with this podcast, if you're not familiar with it, is to uh, press pause right here, go back and read the passage, which in our case today is Exodus 32 verses 1 through 14. Read that passage, reflect on it, your own, and then come back and listen to the podcast and listen to what stands out to us. And it might be different or there might be similarities, but um, we are not um, on in our best when we read scripture on our own. We're always better off reading it in community. It's always meant to be read. So that's kind of my hope for this podcast. It helps us really let these passages speak to all of us and we can hold each other accountable and dive into it together and encourage each other. It's kind of the plan. But so if this is new, welcome. And I also want to say a welcome to our guest for this week, who is Jenna Meyer. So Jenna, you want to just introduce yourself and just tell us a little bit about you? Yeah. So my name is Jenna. Um, I'm a ninth grader at Zealand West High School. And um, my parents are Dave and Wendy Kappinga. I've been going to Victory Point as long as I can remember and um, have recently just started um, my own Bible study and just hoping to make that grow so so people don't just start bible studies right like there's a little there's got to be like a little bit of a story behind that like when did when did that become an idea in your head and why um so it was really never my idea um jesse came up to me after one of our like youth group gatherings this summer and just told me that he saw me as a leader and so I was praying about that and just really felt God like clearly telling me that like I should really start something and it's definitely something out of my comfort zone. I didn't know Mm. what that meant, but I really wanted to do it. And so I just kept praying and um, my goal was to be someone like Jillian doctor was to me, someone to mentor and like, that's what she was to me. And I would really like to help other people do that. So Mm. Um, me and one of my really good friends are going to start a group of girls our age, just a smaller group, and then hopefully end up all having a younger girl that we mentor, like, and just help understanding and like start their faith journey and just wow. 
that stuff because I know that was a really big part of mine, especially through middle school. Yeah. So, so this other friend, um, you at some point invited her into the conversation. What? what why? Yeah. How did that happen? Um, well, her dad's a pastor, so I mentioned it to him, just like wondering what he was saying, like if he had any thoughts, because I was kind of lost. But, um, and so he just said, like, he gave me some really good pointers. And then I had mentioned it to her and just like, we were talking about it and how it would be great to do it together. So we can like just more reliability yeah. and accountability. And um, as us, like leading it as one person can be kind of nerve wracking. So if we do it together, we know like, okay, this is what we want to do. And it's, I feel like we could get our message across better because yeah. we can not feel like it's just all on us, but that we can share it. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, a couple of things that I hear in that, first of all, you received something from, you said Jillian doctor, a mentor mm -hmm. in your life that poured into you and now you have a gift that you want to give onto somebody else, you know, to other people. Uh, I think that's how the gospel work, works. It's a gift that we receive that we then feel compelled to pass on. And um, that's really cool. The other thing I hear is the role that uh, another mentor played um, in calling out your gifts and saying, I see you as a leader and how leadership is imparted to each other, that, that we call out leadership in one another and sometimes we can see things in other people that they can't see themselves. And what a gift that is to be called into leadership. And then also um, the gift of joining together in leadership with another person to co-lead something. And not only does it make, you know, help ease our nerves about leading, um, but I don't think that's the main point of leading together it's you know the whole ecclesiastes that uh, we lead better together you know like and and in the trinity we see relationship as central to leadership that when we're as christians we're designed to lead together and we're designed to lead in community and the holy spirit is experienced in community so um i just i as you tell your story i'm just really encouraged and excited about um first of all the gifts that you've received and also the way that you're seeking to pass them on um, to other people. And I think that's got um, God's blessing and um, you know, design all over it. So way to go, Jenna. That's awesome. Um, Thank you. I'm really excited about that. I hope, I hope I get to hear more about how that kind of unfolds as you guys take, um, it's like little baby steps, you know, it's like, yes, you, do, you don't necessarily know exactly how to get to, you know, Z, but you're just at A or B right now. And you just go, all right, what's step C? What's step D? How do we just keep following the Holy Spirit? Yes. And we don't have to make a big splash. We just need to be faithful. So way to go, Jenna. Way to be faithful. Well, um, this morning, we're going to be reading from our Bible reading plan. Uh, it's We're going to be reading from Exodus chapter 32, verses 1 through 14. Um, and usually one of us is we'll read this passage and then we'll just kind of ask what's sticking out to us from this passage. So Jenna, would you mind reading this passage for us? Yeah. Um, Exodus 32, the golden calf. When the people saw that Moses was so long in coming down from the mountain, they gathered around Aaron and said, come make us gods who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses who brought us out of Egypt, we don't know what has happened to him. Aaron answered them. Take off your gold earrings that your wives, your sons, and your daughters are wearing and bring them to me. So all the people took off their earrings and brought them to Aaron. He told them 
He took what they handed him and made it into an idol cast in the shape of a calf, fashioning it with a tool. Then he said, These are your gods, Israel, who brought you out of, up out of Egypt. When Aaron saw this, he built an altar in front of the calf and announced, Tomorrow there will be a festival to the Lord. So the next day, the people rose early and sacrificed burnt offerings and presented fellowship offerings. Afterward, they sat down to eat and drink and got up to indulge in revelry. Then the Lord said to Moses, go down because your people whom you've brought up out of Egypt have become corrupt. They have been quick to turn away from what I have commanded them and have made themselves an idol cast in the shape of a calf. They have bowed down to it and sacrificed to it and have said, these are your gods, Israel, who have brought you up out of Egypt. I have seen these people, the Lord said to Moses, and they and they are stiff-necked people, so leave me alone so my anger may burn against them, and so I may destroy them. Then I will make you into a great nation. But Moses sought favor from the Lord, his God. Lord, he said, why should your anger burn against these people whom you brought out of Egypt with great power and a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say it was with evil intent that he brought him out to kill them in the mountains and to wipe them off the face of the earth? Turn from your fierce anger, relent, and do not bring disaster on your people. Remember your servants, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, to whom you swore by yourself. I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky, and I will give your descendants all the land I promised them, and it will be their inheritance forever. Then the Lord relented and did not bring on his people the disaster he had threatened. Thank you, Jenna. Um... Okay, so what do you think about this passage? What's grabbing your attention? I mean, I think, first of all, like, I read this multiple times in elementary school and now just realizing, like, how crazy it is, literally, like, and that it's so relatable, like, we don't get answers quickly and we just, we just kind of, well, nope, that's not what I want. And we think of a different plan. Like, we're so quickly just like, well, God's not doing that. I guess I'll just try something else. Like, and that, that was like, that's exactly what they did. And uh -huh. even though it sounds crazy, like they took it to a different extent. Like that's totally what we do sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And then that like Moses was reasoning with God and was telling him like, don't, don't be so angry. Don't be so angry. Like that was just nuts to me. Like uh -huh. how a human was like wrestling, like telling God, like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Like that's remember, remember your promise. Like you're not, you can't destroy us. That will just prove the Israelite or the Egyptians. Right. Like that was another part. I was uh -huh. like, wow, I could, I don't know that I want, like God is right. Like he, he's got it under control. I just uh -huh. trust what he's doing. Yeah. This, I think you're right. And for the exact reasons you said, this passage just, just makes me put my hands in my face. Like, I'm just like, what is going on? <laughs> you got the, like you said, the people who just got delivered from Egypt through, through the Red Sea, they've been led by the cloud and by the fire and they've been delivered to this new place. And Moses is on top of a mountain talking with God right there. And they're impatient. And like, mm -hmm. uh, maybe we could just, go another direction with this yeah that just blows my mind and then what you said about Moses imploring to the Lord and arguing with God about it God says well leave me alone 
Moses, stand aside, get away from me so that I can get angry against the people I delivered and I can destroy them and, and yeah. stay out of the way because I'll just leave you so that uh, I can start over with just you, right? Mm-hmm. And then Moses disobeys God. He stays in God's presence, right? God says, go away. And Moses doesn't go away. No. Isn't that weird? I know. Yeah, that's crazy. So I think a lot of people, I mean, I would guess there'd be two main camps of people who read this passage. I'd love to hear what, what you think, not to put you in a camp, but um, on one hand, you can go, well, God wasn't really intending to destroy, you know, the Israelites. He he was just saying that and he was counting on Moses to say what Moses said because God knows everything and God knew Moses was going to stand up to him and it was a chance for God to show his mercy, you know, to kind of, uh, you know, bluff, uh, call, call Moses' bluff to see if Moses was going to stand up for the people and he did and then he didn't really change his mind, only just kind of and, you know, he didn't destroy people but he never really would have. Or you've got people who would say, God was definitely deciding he God wanted to destroy his people and Moses was the only state and Moses actually changed his mind which one where do you what do you think I don't know that's really hard I mean from the passage it definitely sounds like God was definitely set like nope this is like I'm upset like this is I'm so over this but at the same time like I don't know that because God promised like he's perfect he wouldn't break his promises so like he if he promised to abraham and isaac like i will make you into a great nation and like he wouldn't destroy them again mm-hmm. so i don't know i would yep. that's very I, hard it's, to decide it's really hard to wrestle with because this is the whole how much weight do you put behind god's sovereignty you know god knowing everything and god doing exactly what he wants and being totally in control Versus mm-hmm. humans, you know, free will and influence. So, I mean, do you think it's possible that God did change his mind and that Moses is the one that changed God's mind? Do you think, I guess what I'm saying is, do you think it's possible for us to change God's mind when we pray? I mean, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like, yeah, it depends on what it is. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool, Jenna. I mean, think about what that means, that God was about to destroy all these people, and one person put themselves between God and the people mm-hmm. and intended on behalf of God for God's sake. Like he says, I'm concerned about, God, I'm concerned about your reputation, you know? Like, for yeah. God's sake, he stands in front of God and, and wants God to relent, and God does. Um, that just blows my mind. And I think, you know, like uh, Paul says, we who with unveiled faces behold the Lord's glory. You know, Moses had a veil over his face, but we get to behold God face to face because of Jesus. And now even, even much more do we who have the Holy Spirit in us have the ability to walk into the throne room of heaven and to talk to God and and trust that he's going to actually listen to us and change his mind about certain things. Isn't that crazy to think about? That's, that is really crazy. <laughs> so I don't know. That's something that was grabbing me, but I just think that's, 
amazing. So thank you for bringing that out. The whole being, you know, amazed about the way that Moses comes before God. I think that's a really cool thing to to notice in this passage. Anything mm-hmm. else that's that's grabbing your attention in here, or any other thoughts you're you're holding on to? I don't think so. That was those were like really the big things. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a big deal. Both of those things that you mentioned. The fact that we are impatient, stiff-necked people, right? That's what God says to Moses. I've seen these people, how stiff-necked they are. Um, We can be impatient and stiff-necked and um, how a lot of the journey of being a Christian is practicing patience and faithfulness, waiting on God when we don't see him coming. Um, That's what faith is, right? Yeah. And then... But faith is also being like Moses and being willing, especially when we're impatient, to go into God's throne room and to contend with him on for his own glory, to say, um, God, you promised this. Um, this is what your character is. And so we want to see that happen, you know, for your sake. So anyway, thank you for bringing those out. With that, everybody, go in peace. Have a great rest of your Monday. And um, we'll be with you tomorrow. Uh, what are we reading tomorrow, Jenna? We are reading Psalm 106, verses 1 through 6, and 19 through 23. Sweet. In the meantime, uh, let's practice patience today. Maybe there's something that you're waiting for. Um, maybe there's a prayer that hasn't been answered or something that's been uh, eating at you for a long time. And let's be patient before God. And at the same time, let's also um, spend our patience by going up into God's presence um, in prayer and uh, petitioning and lamenting and praying and intercessing and contending for things God's promising. So with that, go in peace and we will be with you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Mm -hmm.